0: We'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you
1: in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this.
1: I am so sorry for your
0: automobile. <laughs> My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Genevieve Haz. Hello, Andrew. Coming up today: robots. robots, robots, robots. Friendly robots, scary robots. Actually, more specifically, scary robots, sad robots, and stupid robots. I was a read- stupid robot. I know. I was reading that an article. Sound right. Uh, by a woman who studies human-robot interactions, and she had a piece out a couple of years ago. Do you remember about two years ago, that all of the Super Bowl, I guess it would have been two Super Bowls ago, a huge chunk of the commercials during the Super Bowl were robot or AI related.
1: Yes, yes. I, there was the one that like, it was a fitness robot, but it couldn't drink beer. I remember that sad That robot. was
0: one. Um, a lot of smart speakers going against their owner's wishes. Right. And there's all kinds of stuff. So... I think that um, that inspired her because I found this article from a couple of years ago where she was talking about how commercials kind of misrepresent robots and potentially scare the public a little bit. And she has divided all robots into three categories as they're seen in commercials, scary, sad or stupid. So we're going to go over a couple of her examples and then I'm going to play for you a bunch of other robot related commercials I've come across and we're going to decide if they're. Scary, sad, or stupid. How do you feel about that?
1: I feel great about it. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your good time here. But does does any of this? Uh, has any of this been uh, ignited or catalyzed by this? Mis- that mysterious commercial that I keep seeing, where I don't really know what it's for, but it's like it has something to do with like little, like egg shaped robots, and it's unclear what even product it's for.
0: Oh, I don't know about this. We'll I don't to, I'll,
1: We'll look it up on the fly right. here, and maybe we can solve the mystery. Unlike uh, when I should have done this, which was before the show started. Nah, it's
0: fine, it gives us something to do. Um, also, <laughs> exactly. we'll check in with the Ad Council. This is really exciting. I Well, first of all, we have a really fun jingle I'm gonna play for you. But then Woo. also, you caught something on TV in the wild this weekend. You were watching TV in a yes. jungle. <laughs> in, I was in a jungle. In, in the wild. And you in saw this. In the living this. room jungle. It got us very excited because we were, we were talking about doing um, a, a show about Um, commercials that use the same song, even though they're for very different products. It was a a listener's idea to do that. And we heard an example of this. We're like, write it down. We'll use that on the show someday. But there is a reason why we need to talk about that today. Listener Brian wrote in, the person whose idea it was to do that show. And there are some dazzling details that we missed.
1: Yeah. And Brian, I want to say thank you for even alerting me to this Phenomenon because I think it made my ear more attuned.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about um all. I I really am excited about all of this. So let's get into the robot stuff, shall we?
1: Let's do it. Name Beep of my boop. sex
0: tape. I say that too much.
1: We are the robots. All right,
0: this um, Academica something about this writer. Her name is Joelle Renstrom, and she's a lecturer at Boston University, and she wrote a piece for that publication, The Conversation. Genevieve, I think we've talked about it on the show before because it's a place where it's kind of like a blog for academic types, right?
1: That's like the worst description of a really good news site I've ever heard. Really? Well, yeah. I will say
0: that I've read some stuff on there that is... It's certainly not a scholarly journal. So I think that—that—that's
1: the whole point. It's not a scholarly journal. It's—it's it's supposed to be like a real news site, some opinion writing, but yeah. also some some actual reporting. But it's done at the hands of uh, knowledgeable academics who are working in concert with people who understand the the precepts of journalism so other you know reporters or editors people like that
0: well in forcing me to defend my adjectives there i will tell you that
1: it's not a blog it's
0: going to make me undermine what i'm about to say because what i read by joelle was not certainly she is an academic as in she's a lecturer at boston university but you i went to her website and she writes about She writes about science and technology For a bunch of different things I would say that this article that she threw out there Was It was As far as head scratchers go A real honey doodle from time to time
1: I don't really understand
0: Netflix, uh, what you're trying to say to I, be honest to be with you. I'm trying to be polite because I'm not... I don't, you're being
1: so polite that I think your meaning is becoming obscure. It's not
0: the best thing I've ever read.
1: <laughs> it's poorly written. It's poorly written and okay. kind of like the type of thing
0: you would read in Medium magazine is sure. basically... But now I've undermined my entire premise for the show just by simply calling this thing a blog. So thank you for putting me in that position. But let's pretend you didn't know that I don't think that this is the best written thing in the world. But uh, Joel says that there are three types of robots in commercials, scary, sad, and stupid. She tries to put forth a thesis that this is kind of a missed opportunity to teach the public more about robots, which that's, and she kind of acknowledges that's not the point of commercials. It's a little bit all over the place, but I wanted to take her premise. Much love to
1: all my brothers and sisters in academia, but this is all scanning in terms of like a what, what it is like to be an academic.
0: Yes. And I again, I my guess is that she's more of a journalist and writer who then lectures at Boston University. She's not somebody who uh, apparently has like a PhD or, yeah, it's or a is permea- running a program it's there. It's a permeable membrane. Right. So anyway, I really did not want to start the show by undermining her and her article Don't to this call degree. the conversation a blog. But... Uh, this was definitely a blog post type of thing. I think most of our (laughs) listeners are familiar with that type of writing. It had uh, videos embedded into it, some of which were broken links. Uh, And she says that um, commercials insist on putting robots into these three categories, scary, sad, and stupid. So here's an example of a scary robot ad. Now, we've talked about these Halo Top ice cream commercials before. I can't remember if we played this particular one. These are very unsettling downright scary commercials which i think are web only so we're kind of cheating a little bit here this is a 90 second ad and it features a older woman i'm going to say maybe in her 60s very skinny short haired and disheveled looking wearing um you know like some sort of white Garb like she's in a laboratory, or like the, she's a or, laboratory or uh, an institution, or an institution is a better way of putting it. And she's in a completely white room all by herself, and then a then a robot rolls in, kind of a traditional looking, kind of kind of um I don't know. It's a black and white smooth robot that rolls in and starts forcing her to eat spoonful after spoonful of ice cream. Have we talked about this one before?
1: I've definitely seen it, which makes me think we have talked okay. about it.
0: It's it's unsettling, man. She's kind of waking up in this laboratory. Here comes the robot. I should say, because we're talking about robots, I was having trouble describing it. It's both kind of old-fashioned in its clunkiness. It's a big, like, stout kind of robot, but it's also...
1: It's like the Lost in Space robot.
0: Yeah, only with a modern touch to it. It's like if, if...
1: But you've got, like, a big, round trash can body and then some sort of, like rudimentary arms with some pinchers on the end.
0: Right. It, it's almost like, take that Lost in Space robot meets, uh, like, a Macintosh designer, sort of, right? Don't you think? It's yeah, well, like it has, and sort of, way.
1: like, has a Mac, Macintosh skin on it. Yeah. Hello.
0: Good morning. It is time for ice cream. I the I so the robot is spoon-speeding... It was a spoonerism <laughs> Literally Couldn't have been a a, 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 in a more
1: opportune moment
0: <laughs> The robot is spoon feeding her ice cream She looks very confused And she's just taking the ice cream She's not smiling She just looks very confused and worried
1: watch What? Eat it? the ice cream
0: Takes another bite Where am I? Humans require ice cream. Another spoonful. What is this place? Eat the ice cream. I, I don't want any more. Eat the ice cream. How long have I been here? You're so hungry for delicious ice cream.
1: Put that away from me. There's Steven.
0: He said, "Where's Steven?" And now, out of the robot's chest comes an ice cream cone. Everyone you love is gone. There is only ice cream. Ice cream. And then it says, "Delicious locale ice cream."
1: Truthfully, from it's Halo Top. One of the more upsetting episodes of Black Mirror.
0: Yeah, right. And then at the end, a whole bunch of robots go in there and they just start saying ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. So that would be an example of. Using robots in a scary way.
1: Yes. The robot is scary, but if that robot was walking, you know, was rolling around Times Square giving out ice cream cones, I think we'd be fine with it. It would be like silly and fun. It's the, she seems to be in some sort of prison slash memory loss medical facility that Mm -hmm. is just, I mean scary doesn't begin to cut it i mean there's like a there's a body horror element to it you Yeah, know? absolutely it's really really awful
0: and that everybody is dead except for her
1: yeah yeah like what
0: buy ice cream
1: the halo top is weird i mean i think we did talk about this before and i feel like we may even got have gotten into the genesis of that and it was like some you know the
0: one where the ice cream man was eating his own head and getting dumber and dumber as he did it
1: yeah so they're clearly like trying to just push the envelope and and really like just Yank yank our chains, basically, I think.
0: Um, So that's scary. Now, for Sad, Joel gives this example. Now, this is, I think, one of the only commercials that we've actually talked about before for sure. Uh, This is the TurboTax commercial that was in that 2019 Super Bowl I was alluding to earlier. Um, We see three youngish people, probably in their early 20s, and we're in one of their garages, and it's this guy's garage, and he's created a... robo-child. It's like an unfinished-looking robot where you can see the wires and the mechanics of it, but then it's got like a human face, just the human face, which is very disconcerting. I believe um, Joelle in her piece refers to it. It looks like a young uh, uh, Haley Joel Osment face. Am I saying his name right?
1: yeah. The one where, like, his his AI face.
0: Oh, is he, does he play a character like that? Well, he
1: plays a, not really, I mean, if you haven't seen AI, um, it's about a robot okay. um, it's about robots in general mm-hmm. but they're completely humanoid I mean they're played by humans like Jude Law and Haley Joel Osment to me this kind of robot I maybe I'm the only person who saw this movie but there's a movie uh, called Deus Ex or Ex Machina oh I think. yeah and it's about you know robots that have been granted uh, you know self-awareness basically and and total human emotions but the main one is just like a face on a on a matrixy looking body. Yeah,
0: and that's what this is, like you said. And so clearly, one of these three uh, people in this commercial has been tinkering on, around in his garage, and he made this robot, and now he's showing it to his friends. All right, check it out. I call him Robochild. Hey, buddy, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a TurboTax Live CPA. Hmm. It's odd. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to be something else?
1: <laughs> yeah, Robochild, you could be anything.
0: But, Papa, I want to help people get their best possible refund.
1: All right, let's just break it to you, okay? Robochild, all TurboTax live CPAs are human beings with real emotions. I'm sorry, but you're never going to be emotionally complex enough for that job.
0: Isn't that true, Papa?
1: Yeah.
0: I am sad. That's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. See what I mean? He's still perfecting emotion. (laughs) Great commercial, very weird. Been pulled from almost everywhere, by the way. Really? Yeah, I had to find this on like some British website. That's weird. Um, I think that's a great
1: joke. Like they wanted to highlight that all their. Uh, tax professionals are real humans. Right,
0: exactly. Like, what with a great... With real emotion. With real
1: emotion. I think that's great. Um, I'm not sure why having an emotional tax preparer is like a plus, exactly. I want That's my, true. I want my tax preparer to be as emotionless as possible. That's a
0: really good point. Anyway, but I think people like working with humans. The idea is like you don't want to be sucked into just some sort of a system where you're getting auto responses all yeah, the Yeah, no, I don't
1: want to have that. What was that program that I'm, a friend of mine had when we when we were like teenagers, it was like it was like an an early early AI program. It would just ask you questions and you could however you answered it, it would try to like respond to your answers in a I think it was developed mm-hmm. as a therapy tool. Oh, I don't know. It was think called like it had like a female name that was an I think an acronym like Eliza or something.
0: And it was a device, not because no, you I mean, said was, growing up.
1: There's yeah, a, I mean it wasn't a device. It was a Computer program. It was
0: just on your PC or whatever yeah. you were using back in the day. I don't think I knew about that. But to go back to the structure here, she's putting that in the sad robot territory. It makes sense, right? The robot is crying by the end. It's sad that it can't be.
1: Well, it's hard to say what it is by the end.
0: That's a good point. But it, I mean, I think it does say I'm sad. I think it's, it's arguably a, a stupid robot. It, possibly, because now let's go to this other, this uh, last example that I'm pretty sure I got from her.
1: The beer robot that I mentioned post. before is sad. Did I already talk about this? Yeah. The robot that can't that like it's like the workout robot, but then it like at the end of the day, this is a Super Bowl commercial. Oh. It's like it can do everything you can do in the gym, but better because it's oh, yeah, a machine. Right. And then at the end of the day it like goes to the bar and looks sadly through the window I because about that one. a human can have a Miller light or whatever. That's
0: right. That's and very much a sad that robot. That was the
1: saddest robot and let me tell you
0: You went to ring a bell, and you didn't have one. Here it is. I saw you instinctively want to ring a bell.
1: I can relate. I would feel sad, too.
0: Um, That's a good...
1: That robot spoke to all of us.
0: I believe that I'm leaving a lot of robot commercials on the table today, but these are the ones I found, so please send us more. Um, But okay, so that's sad. Now she puts this next one in the stupid category, which I think is... This is a very very similar premise. This is for State Farm. It's called Robo Agent 45 and it's featuring Oscar Nunez from The Office. You know, he, played, oh, of course, oh, yeah. he plays Oscar on The Office. That's his name on The Office. Too, it is, yeah. It?
1: yeah. Uh, he's been a he's been a kind of a background State Farm agent mm-hmm. for, in a few of their campaigns, I think.
0: Yes, and I don't know if this was a Super Bowl one or what, but in this commercial, he's in a driveway with Chris Paul and James Harden, the basketball players. We've talked about them before, and one of their cars is all smashed up, like it was Justin in an accident, and Oscar's trying to help them, and then this robo-agent who's dressed almost, I think, exactly like the State Farm agents, uh, comes uh, ambling up the driveway to help.
1: This happens all the time. I'll help take care of it. No, I'll take care of it. What's that? Uh, the budget insurance companies are building these cheap knockoff robots to compete with us.
0: How may I assist you? Fine gentlemen. It's kind of freaky. All right, look at his face. Look at his nose. His ears got terrible lies. Well, not so still. I never had a girlfriend. Now he does he, he looks a lot like. So basically he's a he's a robot version of Oscar. So now Oscar's sort of taking offense at the um insulting description of the robot, right? He's yes. he's just like Oscar except like his shirt's a little bit paler. Yeah,
1: he's just like a jank version of Oscar. And I just want to note for the listener that the way they're doing this effect is they just have a person with like a rubber Oscar mask over his mm-hmm. face, and the person is doing sort of like, uh, jerk jerky motions, uh-huh. and that's how they're. And I think he may have some like rubber gloves on to make his hands look less human. Um, but it's just a person with some rubber prosthetics on. It's
0: pretty good.
1: It's pretty good effect, but it's, I would say, and they have the they have something in the shirt to make it look like the shirt's fitting over some metal. Yeah, you know, exoskeleton.
0: I, I will tell you now, this is my favorite commercial in the whole lot today. I've never seen this. I love it so much. So here we go. Look at his nose. His ears. has got terrible eyes. Well, not... It's so stiff. I never had a girlfriend. Okay, guys, regardless of the looks, one thing is certain. These bots don't have the compassion of a real State Farm agent. I have compassion. Now he starts crying And water starts shooting out of his (laughs) eyes Like directly out of his eyes In several different directions It's upsetting looking we cool. I am so sorry for your (laughs) automobile (laughs) He he leans down The robot leans down And starts kind of hugging and pounding the hood of the car Yeah
1: arguably this is It is a stupid robot, but as I think we're starting to see, stupid and sad have a lot of overlap.
0: There's a fine line. So Okay, so that was Joelle's uh, stupid robot. (laughs) I think it's a sad robot. You could maybe even uh, swap those last two, but now we're in charge. Um, So the rest of these are just a bunch of uh, robot commercials that I found, and I want you to help me categorize them, Genevieve. So do you – how did – I'm sorry. I hate sprint commercials so much with Paul – Mm-hmm. The revamped Can You Hear Me Now guy from right. Verizon. Now he's taking all these shots. And they keep he's so terrible. He's just awful. He's one of my least favorite people on TV right now.
1: He's not great.
0: And I think they keep on trying different versions. They yes. keep on
1: trying to make it work. They keep trying to make it work. They'll they pair him up with
0: another they human. They paired him up
1: with the 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 blonde young woman who is if anything more irritating right which is it doesn't it doesn't make paul better it just makes the whole thing worse
0: but there is a whole series of these things called um wake up the wake up america tour where he is literally driving on a motorcycle and in the sidecar is another uh, kind of big hulking black and white robot okay. i say another cuz it's not completely unlike Well, certainly the color scheme of that robot we were talking about in the first commercial. Um, And I think these all started because I think Sprint in a a Super Bowl commercial from like 2018 had some sort of a... um it was almost a Westworld laboratory. Yeah, I actually
1: enjoyed those. I thought they were pretty fun.
0: Right, and we saw a bunch of robots that were in inter- that AI and they were interacting with scientists in some way. I yes. think they had this Paul thing going on. They had this robot thing going on and then they decided to combine them with Paul's Wake Up America tour where he's driving in a motorcycle and this robot is in the sidecar and they're driving down the street. They always begin the same way and then you'll see like uh, some suburban houses through the through the viewpoint of a robot and then it'll hone in on something and then the next thing you know, Paul and his robot friend are in somebody's living room, like in a whole family's gathered around and they're explaining exactly why Sprint is the network for the family. What were you going to say?
1: Oh, just that the type of robot that this is and it is one of the robots from the robot campaign where mm-hmm. there were multiple robots. It's the style, it's like a It's like a a a military robot. There's a it's like sort of like the the bad Robocop.
0: Mm. Robot. Yes. But not, wasn't Robocop? Didn't have a griminess, a grittiness? These are, again, kind of like out of the yeah, box, no, very clean robots. Yeah, looking no, they're clean and, and new. But yeah. I'm talking
1: about like its general outline and shape yeah. and, and what it's evoking.
0: Yeah, it looks like a war bot or some, yeah, something that is It seems like there it has to, a military application. Exactly. I don't know why
1: a cell phone company is using it.
0: So in this one, um, Paul and his dumb robot are in um, some family's living room. They're trying to watch something on the kid's phone and they're just getting the circle bar, no signal. No signal, and the robot and Paul want to help.
1: Do humans like watching spinning wheels? No. Luckily, Sprint's LTE advanced network is now up to two times faster than before.
0: <sighs>
1: and now their total LTE coverage is 30% larger. Really? That's the guy that dies in the
0: end. <laughs> Get up to two times faster so the robot uh, spoiled the ending of the movie that they were now successfully watching on the kid's phone. By the way, it sounds a lot like John Hodgman. I don't think it is, though. In other commercials, he sounds less like John Hodgman.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like that would have somehow come to my attention.
0: So if we're going with this structure, would you say stupid, sad, or scary? Or
1: scary. It's built to be a scary robot, um, but it's... I guess stupid.
0: I think stupid. I it's think not th- sad. It's definitely not sad. And it
1: doesn't. It's not giving off a scary vibe. I mean, is dickish robot? She didn't give us that choice.
0: <laughs> I was gonna play another one, but they're all they're all similar. They go into people's houses. Does and, it and,
1: always like do yeah, some it, social faux pas?
0: Yes, as a matter of fact, that the the other one that I thought I had here, but I have the wrong link, so I'll just explain it. Similar thing. They're in somebody's house, a different family, and somebody doesn't believe the great deals that they're espousing, and and, uh, Paul says, but robots can't lie, can you, robot? And he says, no, and then he insults like the dad's dad genes in Uh some way. No person in dad genes, and it's like, oh, faux pas, the robot doesn't know that sometimes honesty can hurt.
1: I guess to the extent that making um, small social missteps is being dumb. We'll
0: go with stupid stupid then. yeah okay uh oh I like this one do you remember because I do not but I like this a lot uh, a Cheetos commercial with a slapping robot yes you do remember this <laughs> yeah so this is like it kind of harkens back it's almost got kind of got a 1970s vibe and you see uh two young men in a in a laboratory somewhere like in their college laboratory and it looks like they have been working on creating a robot out of bits and pieces that they could find it's like a a big, um, like water bubbler bottle for the body, and then like the like flexy yeah. arms of uh, like vacuum cleaner hose or what have you. Right.
1: It seems unlikely that they really have robot tech.
0: Right. And I think they even just have a "Hello, my name is Robot" <laughs> uh, sticker on it or something. It's really, really janky. And they've built this robot so that it will feed them uh, Cheetos, but so we see this thing kind of like very clunkily grab Cheetos and feed it to them directly in the mouth and then as soon as it feeds them a Cheeto it slaps them with the other hand we're amazing let's test it oh I forgot Chester the Cheetah the, um, the cartoon character is also in the laboratory for whatever that's worth we're amazing let's test it Cheese me It's got like pencils for fingers that feeds him a Cheeto Smacks Ooh. him The other guy's gonna try Jeez it Cheese me I can live with it Yeah I can too Take a Cheetos break with Cheetos I like it
1: I like it so the, the what happens is each time it feeds you a Cheeto, it slaps it out of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it doesn't
0: smack it out of your mouth. His glasses go flying off in that oh, last but, one, so but, it looks but, like the Cheeto. No, they get to keep the Cheeto, but you, but still you, get, have, a smack. you get a smack. So they're like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean the joke is the vi- the joke is very visual in that yeah. they've built this janky robot that uh, has a smacking hand on one of its arms. Right. Yes. Um, is it a scary? Stupid or sad robot? It does seem to be sad, actually. it It makes a Johnny Five sad oh, face yeah. uh, when it it's a little
0: fake eyebrows go yeah, up. Yeah,
1: like they sort of like do the sad the sad uh, configuration of eyebrows or the
0: Jennifer Garner concerned face. <laughs> um, so, but it might be scary though too. I mean, it's it's a slapping machine.
1: It's a slapping machine. They seem fun. Nobody seems scared though. It's true um,
0: I'm going to say scary sad
1: I guess it's scary sad Yeah
0: We. I mean I've set this up that we have to Buy into <laughs> this know. thesis It's
1: like Joelle has I feel like fallen down a little bit on the job Of Failing to imagine Any other emotions I mean I guess her argument is that robot that Commercial robots have been lumped into These three buckets mm-hmm. but
0: It's not holding up.
1: I don't feel like it's holding up.
0: Now, here are a couple of commercials that really caught my attention. Do you remember Wink TV? I believe we've talked about it before. It's like some sort of a, I don't know if it's streaming or a cable alternative or what have you. But the way these tech companies blend everything these days, now Wink is, um, or at least in this commercial, uh, it's advertising kind of a, a smart home System where you can draw the blinds and do all this stuff just by using your smartphone and this commercial uh, we see a uh, Husband and wife presumably in bed and they're talking about how they have this robot butler and it's this actual like little Cute robot that's going around the house Performing all these tasks. Yes, This is a
1: humanoid robot kind of like the Japanese robots that you see that do actually do you know walk around and do tasks
0: yeah and they're starting to think that maybe this robot isn't working out honey we need to talk about robot butler look i love the way he controls the lights and unlocks the door when i forget my keys it's just that i feel like he's He's always watching watching us. us now again they're in bed kind of whispering and we're seeing shots of them talking through a cracked door as if we're spying on them.
1: Yes, that's why we should just use Wink. Look, it can monitor and manage our house, but it won't develop human emotions. <laughs> then
0: they notice that the robot has been spying on them through the door and it's opening the door slowly. Hey, buddy. Control your yeah. return. <laughs> Pretty good, right?
1: Great. I mean, I think it's a it's a slam dunk for scary.
0: Yeah, scary. Exactly.
1: Um, I do think it's kind of Interesting or noteworthy that none of these, and I would even include Halo Top, weird as it is, it's never not played for laughs. You cannot find me a robot commercial that doesn't have a punchline.
0: That's a good point. Of course, for me, my favorite robot commercial of all time is the um, one with Carrie Fisher where she's holding a robot support yeah, group. Yeah,
1: that's all punchlines. Yeah, that was
0: IBM, I want to yeah. say, off the top of my head. Um Okay, now that was Wink TV. Wink TV has another commercial in this series. And I got to say, this one actually crosses a line for me because it turns out Robot Butler, as they call him, is a fucking creep. Like seriously, like capital <laughs> like, C like creep. crosses the line. In a way that I think this commercial actually does cross the line because we see our main character again, the woman, and she is doing yoga in her living room. And while she's in, do you know what pose that is? It's uh, like downward an, dog. Okay, it's like an A-frame pose or whatever. <laughs>
1: it, <laughs> oh, she's an A-frame.
0: She's in, in doing an A-frame, and behind her, the robot is like trying to look busy by like dusting a cactus. And it's just staring at her ass, which is up in the air, and he's behind her. And she asks the robot to do some tasks, and the robot won't because he's just lecherously leering at her Gross. in her in her workout clothes. Yes, while she's while her butt's up in the air.
1: Robot Butler, can you shut the shades? Oh, and can you turn on air conditioning? Staring us what?
0: the dog is now growling at the robot who seems to be getting more excited
1: do it myself useless
0: so she draws the shades using the wink app and now she's walking back to her yoga mat and the robot hasn't moved just staring at her ogling her that's nice that's the mood have your entire home with to set the mood as the as the shades come down. What do you think of that? That is like that had me and then she's back in her position at the end and he's just like polishing that cactus staring at her yeah, butt. Yeah,
1: he's, he's definitely polishing the cactus. Yeah. Um that is disgusting.
0: It really is, right? It's, it crosses a line yeah. for an
1: advertisement. And I I think it does and I think not not to say that robot on male human is would be intrinsically funnier because of because a gay robot is funny but i think it might be less upsetting if mm-hmm. it was ogling the man mm-hmm. because it would feel less like um like a sex crime is about yeah, to happen yeah it seems
0: very much like a sex crime and it's in it, there's just less of a uh, uh not that men are never victimized, obviously they are and boys are victimized and stuff, but it's not so much of a of a kind of an acceptable it's not a trope and it's yeah, not yeah,
1: and you don't have the sense yeah, it just would feel less rapey.
0: Yeah, it's this is really unsettling yeah. to see that robot I think just like
1: too far wink.
0: Yeah, you went too far wink. Um scary robot. Yeah. Established. Too scary. Too scary. Macy's A department store. (laughs) I was so pleased to see that a department store (laughs) used a robot. So this is another kind of janky homemade robot. We we see opening scene or fade up to a um, employee of Macy's who's like, you know, somebody who's working on the floor. But he's putting the finishing touches on his homemade Macy's robot. It's made out of, it looks like partially, maybe like vacuum cleaner parts and an old keyboard. It's I think got, there's a
1: garbage can in there. It
0: might be a garbage can. It looks like it might be on wheels. It's also, the key to a lot of these robots is the it's eyebrows. Sort of like you know' you, you, know how
1: like Tumgus is made of all the food yes. that you can find at a uh, an AM, PM? This is like if you made a robot out of like a bunch of detritus. Right, that you found it a Macy's,
0: and so the salesman's uh, colleagues walk up to him right as he's finishing up his new robot project.
1: Uh, James, what is that?
0: This is Mister Macy three thousand. He looks up prices and gives coupons. Hello. So
1: basically, he's a seven hundred pound Macy's app. Yeah.
0: Now she's showing that. Uh, Macy's already has an app. She's holding out her phone so we can see it. So
1: basically, he's a 700-pound Macy's app? Yeah, the
0: Macy's app does all that. Can it play videotapes?
1: No, no, it does useful things like (laughs) give customers access to special discounts,
0: scans for product info and customer reviews,
1: and you can shop right from the app. It's a shopper's BFF. (laughs) Oh,
0: mon Download the Macy's app. So she holds up her app, and then suddenly this robot is falling in love with either the app or her phone. I'm not exactly sure. And then she looks unsettled and takes a step back away from this robot. We have some lusty robots.
1: Yes, that's clearly the the category that Joelle missed. Did you yes. did you recognize the who the Macy's associate was uh, who was being uh, shown the robot?
0: Um. Oh no, the the white guy. The white guy. So the one of the people who comes up. To see, not the person building the robot, but one of the associates who comes up and sees the robot. Who is he?
1: He, it was a minor character on Veep. Um, uh, Towards the, I don't know, the middle of Veep's run, Mm. he's like this corn fed uh, congressman. Or he has a couple, I think he runs for a few different offices. But at a certain point, he becomes uh, either engaged to or married to Amy's character, Anna Klumsky's character. Yeah. and he's like this very like sort of uh, square, naive, innocent, uh, Midwestern politician guy.
0: He, his face rang a bell, but I, I would not have put that together. Um, also, I'll bet you if we looked it up, um, we would know that robot from other things as well. Um, <laughs> oh, this was a good one. This was a good one. I'm just going to spoil this t- for you. I'm going to say this is sad, man. <laughs> this commercial makes me sad. I think I might have seen it before. Um, it's for FedEx. And we see a guy who looks like, well, he looks like a guy who fixes electronics and then sells them online, which we learn is exactly what his job is. He's a he's a heavier set guy, maybe my build. He's got a, a beard and glasses. He kind of looks a little bit like a slightly unkempt nerd, but kind of cute. Um, So I'm not saying I'm cute. I'm just saying my build. Um, and in the passenger seat next to him as he's driving his Volvo is a cute little uh, black and white robot that kind of, as you said before, it looks like maybe one of those Japanese helper robot things. Yeah, right? it actually, actually looks
1: is- like it escaped from uh, one of those sprint campaigns.
0: Yeah, a little bit. So they're chatting in the car and the robot is excited to hear that they're going to FedEx so where are we going? FedEx office oh they have bubble wrap yeah I sold you online so I need to get you packed in ships you sold me? I do sell electronics
1: what about our talks? <laughs>
0: yeah we don't talk and the robot just shoots some daggers he's like we're talking now I love that I love that they don't say it the robot just looks hurt looking directly at him now I think we're going to see them walking into the FedEx store I'm gonna be very hard to pack. Well, FedEx
1: Pack Plus has custom boxes and experts who can pack you right up. Well,
0: one day, we robots will rise up and annihilate you, and you'll feel stupid. <laughs> Ooh, bubble wrap. <laughs> so he turns off the robot for a second, then it comes back to life and gets excited about bubble wrap. I guess he reset it. Um,
1: that's sad, right? That's sad. That robot really likes that guy. Yeah. What about their talks? What about their talks? And his even his attempt to be scary at the end is not scary. Yeah. It's more sadness. It's really sad. I love
0: that commercial, though. I like both characters, too. I would totally watch a TV show based on these guys.
1: Maybe uh, maybe there can be a show like after the robot gets shipped. It's like his homeward bound journey.
0: Oh, yeah. Although I kind of like to see them together. Like something happens where he can't get shipped and then they're stuck together and then they have to fight crime and solve mysteries. Right. Maybe that. He can't
1: ship him for because FedEx really isn't as good as they claim. Yeah. And then they have to go on a road trip where the guy thinks he's going to drop him off. But then they discover along the way. That the depth journey was the destination,
0: <laughs> and somehow UPS is involved. We don't know exactly <laughs> how. Uh, uh, those are more the modern commercials. I wanted to take a quick look back to at the way that um, robots have been used in commercials over time. I had a little bit of trouble with this. I'm sure there are millions of them, but it was kind of hard to find good ones because I, I set a rule for myself: none of these commercials are for robots, right? 60s, 70s, 80s: tons of robot commercials for robot toys. Oh, sure. Like yeah. I had something called Verbot that you could talk to it and it has eight different commands I had that thing I saw a commercial for today but that didn't make the list this is a Charmin commercial remember old Mr. Whipple don't squeeze the Charmin of course always had shoppers always women I believe who were coming in because who else would do the shopping? Who else right? would
1: do the shopping?
0: And they loved squeezing the charmin, seeing how soft it was. And Mister Whipple hated that. I guess. I guess they were just like ruining the product.
1: I don't know. I was never exactly clear on what the what the crime in that was. So maybe and, it mis- makes it misshapen.
0: If I said Robbie the robot, do you know who that is? It's kind no. of a Robbie the robot is it, when you see him in the when you see it in this commercial, you will kind of recognize it. It was a it, here I got this from. Um, From Wikipedia, Robbie the Robot is a fictional character and science fiction icon, first appearing in the 1956 film Forbidden Planet, uh, and then makes other appearances in uh, science fiction movies. I think it actually originated in the book version of Forbidden Planet, but I think it just became kind of the generic go to, I am a space robot, in the like 19. 6, you know, 50, 60, 70. So okay. this commercial is from the 1980s and the name of the robot in this is not Robbie the Robot. It has a different name, but in all the comments and everything you see, you it's clear that this is Robbie the Robot playing the part, which is just so weird that it's a robot playing a different robot. <laughs> I is what I just said, but anyway, also sound quality pretty rough on this one. Finally, a robot to stop ladies from squeezing Charmin. Don't, Don't squeeze, squeeze Charmin. Charmin. Don't, Don't squeeze Charmin. Charmin's doubly fluffy. Doubly
1: irresistible. Don't, Charmin. Don't <laughs> squeeze. Fluffy. Squeeze
0: Charmin. Squeeze, Charmin. squeeze. Charmin. So, in case you couldn't tell what was going on there, because this just sounds like racket, um, the robot is trying to stop the women from squeezing the Charmin. It grabs the Charmin and then. All it wants to do is squeeze the Charman because there's something about Charman that makes you want to squeeze it whether you're a space robot or an earth lady. Squeeze Charmin, Za squeeze, Charmin. Squeeze yeah. right. Charman made the ordinary squeeze way might at. not get squeezed but Charman's doubly fluffy. It's so squeezably soft.
1: It's doubly irresistible.. Don't don't squeeze,
0: uh, Mr. Whipple was going in for a squeeze of his own there at the end and the robot came. Do you notice that the robot lost power when he took the toilet paper away from him?
1: Um, I, yeah, I mean, he definitely like sort of murr,
0: murr. powered down there.
1: Um, what a simple time it was when the conflict within the commercial was whether or not you should squeeze toilet paper it just seems like As a,
0: opposed to the bears doing poopy dances?
1: Yeah, you know, like, now they really want you to, they really want to, like, talk about what it, you know, what yep. it's actually for. They want you to enjoy the go, which mm-hmm. I think you should, whoever came up with that should be exiled.
0: Yeah, toilet paper has always been a tough thing, but I think Mr. Whipple had it right. Yeah. With the side of sexism, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: unfortunately.
0: Uh, I say stupid robot.
1: Yes. Everyone in that commercial I mean there's no there's no mensa members in that commercial
0: No, that's true. That's true. Because again, Mr. Whipple's motivations, I'm not sure, unless they're ruining the packaging. I bet you if we go back to the very, very first Mr. Whipple (laughs) commercial, which I bet you we have done on the show before, um, there's more of an explanation. This next commercial will defy these categories for sure. It will also probably defy listener interest because it's very visual. But I had to play it because this is one of my favorite GIFs. I don't know if you've ever seen this GIF online. This is a Maxell, like a Maxell audio cassette tape commercial from 1984. And we see a moonscape well it's the moon and we see these spoiler alert
1: It's the moon. It's
0: almost a black and white commercial, but it's not quite. It's like kind of black and white with tone, like hues of blue. And we see these two robots. Genevieve, if you're good at describing these robots today, like how would you describe them? They're kind of innocent looking black and white robots. They're
1: humanoid. They have hands. They have uh, dome shaped white heads with big round eyes.
0: Mm -hmm. They almost look like they could be like humans in space suits. But
1: yeah, they sort of have have like an astronaut quality to them. Right.
0: And so they're up on the moon and then one of them discovers a Maxell cassette tape in the ground. Have you ever seen this before now that I'm kind of scrubbing over it? Does this look familiar? It
1: doesn't look familiar.
0: Um, I again only knew it at first as a gif. It's like one of my favorite gifs. They find a Maxell tape on the ground. They pick it up and then one of them slots it into the side of its head and then they both just start dancing like a couple of robot fools and I love it so much. The tape. When it's recorded on a tape that's built to standard 60% higher than the industry calls for, rock and roll is really here to stay. Tape goes in. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love, that's a man insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the robot started a dance party on the moon. You know that sound can't travel in a vacuum. Oh my god. I've become a real space pedant. Mm. Um, I get really distracted. Like if I'm watching any, you know, if it's just a farce, you know, I mean, I'm not like getting worked up if it's like on Rick and Morty or something. But like I watched Ad Astra the other day, which is like a Brad Pitt goes to space kind of movie. <laughs> and that kind of movie. That kind of <laughs> well, you know, it's like a, yeah, it's like a, it's like a serious space drama yeah. kind of movie. I mean, it's it's very like you know echoes of uh, 2001 sort of like like eerie and philosophical and whatnot but it's quiet does, and quiet and it does take place in space and I just when any movie is like trying to be serious and really really take place in space you know according to the universe of the movie I get really irritated when like sound people can hear like there's sound when they're outside the space vessel or mm-hmm. um you know think, explosions things in the spacecraft don't you know have seem to have gravity or liquids don't you know form circle you know form spheres when they're uh when they're in the in the space capsule i mean if it's like a super advanced sci-fi and star trek and it's like we have a gravity machine mm. like fine just tell me that you have a gravity machine right 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 but don't Tell me that this is right re- this is real space travel, but you somehow have gravity in your space capsule.
0: How do you think two thousand and one would hold up to that scrutiny? I'll I'm bet prob- you pretty well.
1: Oh, I don't know. You know, I I haven't seen that movie in a long time and it's so abstract in some ways that I almost kind of don't care as much. But it's these ones like I mean, I think Interstellar probably did a pretty good job, but but it's the ones that try to get it right and try to be mm-hmm. scientific and then like if i can tell that it's bad science like how bad is the science i
0: think you i think you're forgetting big chunks of 2001 because it's almost like three movies in one and yeah. a big chunk of it is them living on a space station
1: i am forgetting yeah, a big chunk of it so, i mean I, yeah. I i i remember like like most people i think i remember two or three key mm-hmm. pivotal scenes mm-hmm. from 2001 one involving an obelisk yeah, i remember the obelisk i remember them you know when when HAL's telling them not to turn him off
0: yeah, that's one thing about that movie is you can't really ruin the ending because nobody knows what the fuck happens at the end of it. Yeah. So, spoiler alert,
1: <laughs> good luck with the ending. Good luck with the
0: ending. <laughs> okay, this is going to be the, probably the most bonkers commercial I play for you, Vives. This was a PSA from Canada that aired in the 1980s. And we see this robot character. In this case, it's definitely like a human in some sort of a skin suit, almost like, in, like one of the X-Men. Who is the X... Who is the ex-woman who could turn herself into whatever? Mystique? Yeah, Mystique. But when she's not like Being camouflaged as something else, you know how she's just like that blue yeah. creature?
1: This like sort of like, She's like blue and sort of scaly. Yeah,
0: this is kind of like a gold version of that with okay. some hints at but robotics robot. on the outside of it. It's a robot, okay. but just to give you a sense of it. Is more it like of, a Borg? It's kind of a, a, I don't know, a Borg? Isn't there only the Borg? Yeah see sorry I'm a pedant when it comes to Star Trek Um, (laughs) which I've seen once Um, and only half of an episode anyway uh, so this is like some sort of golden robotic kind of creature but it's spinning its way through some sort of I don't even know how to describe the universe it looks like it's inside of machinery sometimes like in an an old movie like the big clock you might see a a chase scene that is happening in the inner workings of the clock isn't there a uh, you're looking at me funny. Isn't there a movie called The Big Clock?
1: Well, there is, but it's just a film noir.
0: Right, and in the film noir, isn't there a scene behind the face of the clock and the inner workings of the clock where somebody's chasing somebody with a gun? Do I have that wrong?
1: No, you probably do. I just don't remember it. Okay,
0: um, but there's other movies where that happens. I think um, the Hudsucker Proxy is another example. You see kind of what's happening behind the face sure. of the clock. She, th- This robot character is doing a bunch of like flips and weird and weird acrobatics in some sort of a mechanized situation. Okay, is it gears? like Tron? I don't know, I haven't seen Tron. It's like, it's it's flipping around, it's grabbing beams, it's missing all of this these gears and mechanics that are spinning around, okay? And okay. you don't know what's going on, you're just watching these visuals until the end. Blade looking things.
1: Some like devices pop out of her head, like ears, because she hears something. Now, watch.
0: A blade comes and takes off the robot's arm. But now the robot's arm is getting kind of welded back on, and the robot is going to speak to us directly. The robot's name, in case you don't hear it clearly, is Astar. I am Astar, a robot. I can put my arm back on. You
1: can't. So play safe. That is for
0: <laughs> amputations. It's an anti-amputation PSA from Canada. Uh,
1: Well, anti-amputation in what sense? It's like, it, can you go back to it?
0: Yeah, it says, I'm very confused. I mean, the, clearly the message that the robot said is, it says, play safe. The war amputations of Canada, play safe. The message is, I can put my arm back on, but you can't, so please play safe. And it says copyright war amps. Should we just look up war amps?
1: Yeah, because Canada. I mean, I guess one can be anti-amputation in the sense of we don't want people to be needlessly amputated.
0: Yeah, maybe I said maybe I said anti-amputation. Maybe that's not the right way of putting it. Um, the War Amps of Canada still exists today. Updated website. Committed to improving the quality of life of Canadian amputees.
1: This ad seems like it's committed to the quality of improving life for amputees by not letting them become amputees. Yes, exactly. Um, that's interesting. And I did challenge you to show me a robot commercial that did not have a punchline, I would say. Oh yeah, there it is. There it is. There it
0: is. It's not it's definitely not funny, right?
1: It's not funny.
0: Is it is it even scary, stupid, or um or uh, sad? I don't I don't think so.
1: It's pretty emotionless. I mean, I guess sad is the closest.
0: Yeah, it's sad for you.
1: It's sad for you because
0: you're not a robot. You Can't
1: reattach your arm.
0: Um how about this? While we're just throwing stuff in here from the 80s, I think this commercial is actually from 1980 and is the lowest five piece of garbage you can imagine. It's for uh, something called Belvedere Construction, and you just it's like your classic 1970s, 80s color palette. There's some guy who looks like he should not be on TV. He's probably Mr. Belvedere. He runs Belvedere Construction. He looks Belvedere like a, a character
1: that Eugene Merman would play. He yes, was playing like a guy who was does. about... 40 years older than he actually is.
0: He's wearing like a kind of an oversized uh, uh, suit. Yeah, like a rumpled, he's kind of rumpled. But that's not the bit. I think this is just how people looked back then. (laughs) And everything is just kind of like everything is shot with this like kind of just beige, orange kind of color palette. And this guy is introducing us, the audience, to this new robot that is part of their team and how would you describe this is like a a robot that maybe you would have in a hospital to cheer kids up is that how you would describe this robot
1: well it's just like a big cylinder with some clunky arms on the side and then a baseball hat inexpertly plopped on top of its head that's
0: right and I think it says, it says Belvedere construction on that hat if we were to enhance, enhance
1: folks meet my new helper Denby, Belvedere. Where's the leak? Where's the leak?
0: Denby, be serious. Yes, boss.
1: Now, Denby, for openers, you've got to make sure the Belvedere customer is satisfied with good workmanship, good materials, good supervision, and good salesmanship. Is that clear? Yes, sir. But most important, the thing to remember is that for 30 years, we've been saying, we do good work. Right. We do good work. Call now. Tyler E. 7100. Good work, son. It just runs in the family.
0: (laughs) He says, good work, son, and then it runs in the family. People are really kind of treating their
1: robots like children. What I think is the most hilarious thing about that is that the robot has way better pacing than the human human speaker who just runs all his lines together and says them like this because that's what the script says to say.
0: Well, you can program a robot. I don't think that (laughs) robot is scary, sad, or... Well, maybe it's a little simple.
1: I mean... The robot That robot probably is stupid But I think that it is Not the stupidest character <laughs>
0: In that two in character that commercial two character commercial um, I'm sorry this is taking so long How would you feel about this And I'm mostly playing this for you So you can put it on the Facebook page later Because <laughs> it's very visual But In this one, you'll hear the voiceover. This is for jeans. This is for JCPenney Super Denims. This is uh, supposedly from 1975. And we see, like, the most simple set that you could possibly imagine being a laboratory. It's, like, just kind of a blank background, but there's two, like, very, very janky, simplified Star Trek-style, like, maybe computers behind this robot. And this robot is... I think I went as a robot for Halloween one year that looked more robotic than this robot. It's so clearly just a kid yeah. in a robot
1: costume. The lo- they didn't really do anything with the lower half, so yeah. if that's just a person. Well, because
0: the lower half is the jeans that they're right. advertising, and the top half is just like a, a big bar—you know—a big metal barrel for the for the body and a couple of arms that are. I don't know, silver, so therefore they're robot arms. And while the announcer uh, talks about these jeans, you'll see the robot kind of stretching in the jeans and and, uh, trying to be as rough on the jeans as possible this is super dennis jeans fear him Seams split zippers fall rivets pop so we challenged him to try to destroy super denims the incredibly tough jeans from jc penny the fabric a rugged heavyweight long-lasting denim the seams clamped tight with extra strong thread i need to correct something here this has the robot arms that i really like which is again those those um they're not human arms at all They're overly long Like Would you call that Like vacuum tube material yeah. Or ductwork work material Almost Like this is such a Just
1: floppy thing.
0: Just flopping around
1: With like pinchers on the ends And as the guy is describing it The robot is doing All kinds of things To like Stress tests these jeans, like rubbing its butt on the ground. Like a dog. Like a dog. And like pulling at the seams with its pincher fingers.
0: As he's describing how tough the rivets are. And I kind of didn't realize, I thought that those computers in the background were just for design, but no, this robot is connected via vacuum tubes to those two. Like, I actually like the detail in that. They could have just had this be a robot, but this is a robot that is actually connected to two computers that are running it, which I kind of appreciate Try to destroy super denims the incredibly tough jeans from jc Penney. the fabric a rugged heavyweight long-lasting denim the seams clamped tight with extra strong thread stress points riveted and most important of all the knees are specially reinforced super denim jeans they're built to take the kind of punishment your super dennis dishes out only six dollars at jc penny
1: Wow! Six
0: dollars for a pair of jeans for, for a Super an in, for denim.
1: an indestructible pair of jeans that I bet looked great
0: for your own Super Dennis. All right, last one here only because we have to, and then we have a really great ad council. But let's end on a non-robot. Let's end with our friend James Patterson, uh, can we?
1: Author, we talked about
0: extraordinaire. this so early in our show. I think we did dedicated an entire show to James Patterson book commercials. We definitely didn't we? did a
1: segment on it because he is a he has really pioneered and I believe is this, the sole resident of this idea of like an individual author doing bonkers commercials for his novels. For his
0: own books, and he just appears in these, and they tend to be very short. I think this one's only 15 seconds. And in this one, it is um, for a children's book he's written called um, House of Robots. And in this, the author himself is dressed like... Kind of like the robot we were just seeing in the previous commercial, right?
1: Yeah, it's like a big boxy chest and then the silver, um, duct you know, ductwork duct arms. And then like some sort of an eggshell <laughs> helmet and then Patterson's
0: face with his glasses sticking out of it. And he just wants everybody to know about his new book.
1: Ha ha. I am laughing at James Patterson's House of
0: Robots. Two kids live with 12 robots. Ha ha. James <laughs> Patterson is... A funny human. This Christmas. Get James Patterson's house of robots. How can you not love that? I give him credit, man. Yeah,
1: why not? Why not? Be out
0: there. Be do out it. there.
1: And honestly, I don't think he has to do this for the money.
0: No. I think he just, I think enjoys, he just it. enjoys it. As do I. Yeah. As does the world.
1: I also think it was an interesting choice to have like the guy who did the voiceover at the end, you know, the mm-hmm. get James Patterson's house of robots. Like that's a weird choice for a children's it is uh, Children's not literature
0: You get the impression I think that's the same voice That just does them all Yeah, exactly And they exactly. just churn them out Just like he does his books
1: <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind
0: All right. I'm very excited to share with you um, this email that we got from Brian in Tallahassee. Again, he's the guy who wrote in a few weeks ago about um, the same music being used in two different commercials. The example he wrote in about, I believe, was uh, the same piece of music was being used in the Dell Computers commercial and a Bounty Paper Towels commercial. Two very, very different uh, products, obviously, but using the same uh, piece of music. And then this weekend, Genevieve, we said maybe we could do a whole show on that. Uh, as long as Brian produced it for us. And then this weekend um, you were kind of watching TV but also looking down at your phone.
1: No I had a it wasn't that. it was that I had the um, guide on so oh right. I was scrolling for something else and I heard this music. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's the Modello ad. And mm-hmm. then when I flipped the guide off, it was actually an H&M ad.
0: And, and the Modello ads are these that always focus on um, hardworking immigrants or children of immigrants and kind of celebrating the immigrant experience. Am I right about that? Yeah. These Modello commercials? So here, I'm going to play this one for you. This is uh, focusing on uh, an aerial firefighter named John Hernandez.
1: The proud son of an immigrant father, John Hernandez found his own path through a field of smoke. When wildfires threatened communities, John jumped into danger, fighting through fear and fatigue until the fire was contained. John found his fighting spirit in one of the most dangerous jobs in the world, a job few are willing to do. Since 1925, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from, it matters what you're made of. Modelo, food for those with a fighting spirit.
0: So those are the commercials that have been running for quite some time. I know you like them a lot, um, Genevieve.
1: And they all use that same song.
0: And then this weekend, when you had the guide on and you didn't see what the commercial was behind it, you heard this and suddenly you were like, what?
1: The world has changed. What we do today will define our tomorrow. We will keep changing how we design, how we choose materials, and how we make our products. We're turning using into reusing and recycling. Already more than half of our materials are recycled, organic or sustainably sourced. By 2030, it will be 100%. Let's change for tomorrow.
0: That's a commercial for the clothing brand H&M. Yes. Do they only sell their own brand, by the way? I stumbled on brand. I couldn't remember if they are also a store that sells other
1: I think brands. of them as only selling their okay. own brand. I don't. I wouldn't want to be quoted on that. I'm not sure.
0: So anyway, um, you noticed, uh, you thought it was kind of strange that H&M would use that because number one, it doesn't really match the commercial that well. And also, it's so connected to the Mo- Modello commercials.
1: Yeah. And I forget, did you, if you already said, but that the H&M commercial as they're Giving their voiceover about kind of sustainable materials and things, it's just kind of um, uh, f- five or six very beautiful women strolling in slow mo through a s- very like a through the golden hour, wearing a bunch of dresses, um, like very flowy dresses.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so uh, you notice that, and then Brian points out that not only is that the same song used in both commercials, but and especially coincidentally that it's this week. That is a famous song from *The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly*, which it's you can called, you can yes. totally hear.
1: It's from like it's that style. I didn't know it was from that movie.
0: And the name of the song is *The Ecstasy of Gold*, and it's by, of course, Ennio Morricone, who just died on Monday. Yeah, coincidentally, like I that was, huge. I saw that headline. He died, I, I believe, Monday morning in Italy or somewhere in Europe. And you know, I mean, he is so famous. I mean, he's most famous for *The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly* soundtrack. Whip, whop. Up so much of the early days of the show. <laughs> Whip, um, and so it's such a coincidence that this is all kind of hitting at once. Brian's email says, as well known as Marconi is, I admit I've never seen the movie and I didn't realize that the music originated there. By the way, quick aside, I just watched that movie like a Two months ago. Yeah. And I didn't. I bet you my brain kind of picked up on it, but it didn't it didn't send the signal to my mouth. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was most familiar with it from the pretty well-known campaign for Modelo beer called brood for those with a fighting spirit. I actually really like these commercials. And I think they do a pretty good job of selling me a cold Modello after a long day, and I think the music fits perfectly, even without the context that it's used in one of the best-known Westerns. I think Morricone was a master of instantly evoking a particular mood, and this commercial really fits that mood perfectly. Then this weekend, I saw it in the H&M commercial, and I got to be honest, for me, the music doesn't fit the tone of that commercial at all. Maybe that's just because I so closely associate it with the Modello campaign?
1: For, For me, that was the thing that jumped out at me. I think if I wasn't already associating it, associating it with a commercial campaign, the H and M ad, which is clearly set in L A., it's like up in the hills. You can see L A. in the background. So it's a, you know, there's a Western vibe to it in that sense. Like, I don't know that it would it would bother my ear so much, except that Modello has gone out of their way to make that their brand. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an odd choice for yeah. such a such a radically different message and product
0: well brian goes on to say i started to research the music a bit and i realized that it's been used in a lot of commercials including this nike spot called leave nothing behind now i'll play this for you and i'll describe it uh but it's only going to be the song that we've been hearing and what we're going to see is we're going to see like a, a a kid growing up i actually think it's a couple of kids growing up and i think they're supposed to represent actual future NFL football players. This one actually begins with, with the first shot we see of this kid is a, an ultrasound image in the womb and then we see the kid as a baby and then as a toddler and growing up and we see this kid um being very energetic destroying the living room at times jumping on tables but then kind of channeling that energy into becoming an athlete and then a young football player and then so as you as you hear this music and things get more intense this kid is growing up and getting further and further into his football career eventually ending up in the nfl like an incubator. I think this might be a couple of different kids, though.
1: Yeah, I think it, it seems to be maybe two individual children.
0: Because the kid with the long hair is supposed to be that. I can't think of his name, but he plays for the Steelers and he has that long, flowing hair. Paul Mallow? Yeah, yeah. see one of them becomes a Charger. I don't know who that is. And now they're, they're playing in the NFL against each other.
1: It all came to this. Sma- and just
0: smashing into each other. Then we see a flashback of them as kids and on the screen it says leave nothing. Now, I want to play that for you because Brian goes on to say like the Modelo campaign. I think the music really is great here, but, and maybe I'm just ultra snowflakey, or maybe I just don't remember when brands made this type of content, but I'm really distracted by the subject. It basically shows these little kids running around and destroying their homes, and then we see a progression into sports, culminating in a full-on helmet-to-helmet NFL brain-damage-inducing tackle.
1: Yeah, you're going to get a flag on that. Got
0: to glorify the violence. <laughs> Young, maybe uh, this music just demands a getting-the-shit-knocked-out-of-you visual accompaniment. <laughs> anyway, thought this was interesting and maybe offered a small opportunity for a tribute to a great film composer.
1: Absolutely. That
0: was really great.
1: It really was, and I, uh, I, I'm I, i interested to know that I, I, now that I hear the music, of course, that's what it's from. But I just, my brain didn't make, like you, just didn't make the connection mm-hmm. earlier. But that's great. Thank you.
0: Now, let me ask you this. We are almost an hour and 10 minutes into this show. Do we have time for Jingle Time, or would you like to save it for next week?
1: Let's save it for next week. Okay. Um, just because um, I've got a fairly full plate tonight. Okay, And we've cool. already got a long show.
0: All right, sounds good. Well, we will be uh, getting into some Jingle Time next week. Uh, but for now, I think it might be time to wrap things up.
1: You can sell anything You can sell anything
0: 10th of next week's show already produced.
1: <laughs> We're halfway there.
0: Halfway there. Um,
1: thank you for a great show about robots, robots? of all kinds of different dispositions.
0: <laughs> right. Um, not just the three.
1: Not just the three. Robots uh, have the full range of emotions, as we learned today. I
0: wonder if I should have given you my original um, task, which was to tell me whether or not all of these robots <laughs> are following Asimov's rule of robotics.
1: I do think that would be interesting, although probably challenging. I'd, have, For one thing, I'd have to sit down and remember what the ro- rules of robotics are. They
0: can't harm human beings or sit idly by, I believe, uh-huh. if human beings are being harmed. It's like they
1: can't harm themselves unless harming themselves would harm... Exactly. Would not ...would have save a human being. Right. It's and like some progression. That's
0: the third one, and I don't remember what the second one is, but good job, everybody. Um, all right, so uh, if everybody wants to call us... Everybody, call us. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing my marbles. 607 444 Five five nine seven. That's 607-444-5597. Give us a call. Leave us a jingle.
1: Or email us at show at gmail.
0: And we're on Facebook. And we're on Facebook. Check out the Facebook group.
1: Oh, one thing. I, I had an
0: idea. Okay. <laughs> Why am I doing this now? I don't know. I was messing around today. I ended up accidentally on um Pinterest. And I have a Pinterest login, because one time I needed something from it, and it kind of forces you to log into it. Right. But I've got nothing pinned there or anything. And then today I was like, well, how do you even do that? And I started messing around a little bit. I was wondering, should I create boards? I don't know how, if you know how it, Pinterest works, but I could almost create a board for each show where I post every commercial to my Pinterest
1: board. If you're capable of doing that then uh, and have the – the bandwidth and energy, God bless. I had tried to use Pinterest, I don't know, back when it was like sort of a new thing, and I found it really difficult to to operate. I don't find it to be a particularly functional user interface. I know there are people who love it who Planned their whole wedding that way, but it's
0: not. A, but it is more of a personal experience and a personal curating thing. a and the reason we love Facebook is because that's where people are having conversations. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think it's a good replacement.
1: I don't either, and I think it's it's certainly Pinterest is fine for looking at things and getting ideas, but I don't know that it's a great like way of interacting with yeah. people.
0: All right, forget I said anything. Although I did post the um, I did post the dancing robot there. I now have one thing on my on my Pinterest uh, page uh, which is Radio Free Walsh and it is a uh, the commercial of the robots dancing on the moon. All right. There you go. All right, thanks everybody. We will talk to you next week.
1: You're smart is how quickly you can use your smartphone. I'm complex.